do you hear that sound? That is the sound of the waves crashing against a bay. But it's not just any bay. It's a bay watch because this is a bay watch podcast. In fact, this is Baywatch Rookie School, a podcast where two men who have never watched Baywatch before try and watch Baywatch. I'm Michael Eisen. And I'm Morgan Thrapp. And, uh... We're both going to say and at the same time. We sure are. We sure are. But you should tell us. here for part two of our part one last part. (laughs) And part and parcel with that, we've (laughs) parted out some time in Helen's life for her to join her. Join us on this part two. (laughs) I... I knew my brain and my mouth knew that the words I was saying were nonsense, and it just simply would not let me. So, Helen, welcome back. <laughs> the party has arrived. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, Helen, uh, I think you've... This isn't saying much. I don't want to spoil the episode, <laughs> but I think... I, well, I haven't even said the thing yet, okay? Um, you may have been here for the technically best second part of a two-parter whoa yeah it's certainly i agree with you no for sure it's also i think the part two that felt the least like a part two out of any that we've ever seen sure like there was almost no continuation of most (laughs) of the plot lines from part one yeah still called tentacles though Yep, it's called tentacles and but there's no octopus this time unless no octopus inside I, spoilers for the episode, I kept hoping that part of Mitch's rescue was going to involve the octopus, and I was very upset when it didn't. Oh, that would have been so cool! It would have been so good! Right? I'm a little disappointed. I know Helen was disappointed, because Helen loves her some octopus. Mm -hmm. I love octopus. Yeah, you heard it here. Breaking news. Uh, (laughs) More breaking news. Is this... As we said, is season four, episode seven, Tentacles, part two, written again by Michael Burke and Sherry Ziff, but this time directed by the Holy One, blessed be he, Gregory J. Bonin, aired October 25th, 1993. And for this episode, we have some new guest stars to talk about, um, which is interesting because normally for a two-parter, it's just the same old people. Yeah, so, it's also mm-hmm. interesting, the guest stars don't get their credit until, like, almost a minute into the episode. Like, there's a small montage before they get their credit, which is <laughs> yes. weird. It's This episode is weird. Like, yes. this whole two-parter is weird. I mean, mm-hmm. if the octopus thing wasn't weird enough, it's everything. Speaking of which, Peter Reckle plays Jordan Stewart in this episode. You may know him best for the role of Bo Brady, which he played for 20 years between 83 and 2016 on the soap opera Days of Our Lives and one episode of 30 Rock. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, there's an episode where he just plays Bo Brady. Um, That's very funny. He hasn't really done too much because he had a steady job for 20 years, right? Which, I mean, fair. Although, he was in the show Sheena. Helen, have you heard of Sheena? I, um, I've heard of Shira and I've heard of Xena. <laughs> oh, man, it's 
sort of like one of those. Uh, (laughs) We've actually talked about the show before. So the plot is orphaned at age six. Shirley Hamilton is taken in by the shamanist Kali and taught how to morph into almost any animal. Thus, she shall become Sheena, queen of the jungle. Uh, Oh, I've heard of this. It's like beast mistress. Yeah, basically. Um, And it stars feature Baywatch star Gina Lee Nolan and prior Baywatch star John Allen Nelson, a.k.a. Court. Oh, yeah. Can you guess who was written by? (laughs) I'm going to say Michael Burke and Douglas Schwartz. Only Douglas. But yes. Ah. Yeah, it's it's written by Douglas Schwartz. So it's like, oh, I'm going to cast the people I know. Great. Court. Fantastic. So whatever. Yeah. Maybe worth a watch. I don't I don't really know. I looked it up and I was like, seems like Xena, I guess. Anyways, <laughs> Joe Lara plays Frank Randall in this episode. I'm going to tell you something that is not going to shock you at all. I think once you know it, you may know yeah. him best for playing Tarzan. Uh, he looks like a Tarzan. Yeah, uh, I can yep. see that. Yeah, so he was Tarzan in Tarzan in the Epic Adventures, which aired between 96 and 97, and Tarzan in Manhattan, which was the 1989 movie. So mm. he just played a lot of Tarzan. Or you may know him as Austin in American Cyborg Steel Warrior, where after a devastating nuclear war, the last fertile woman on Earth joins forces with a tough renegade warrior to find to fight a team of deadly cyborgs and save the human race from extinction. All right. Like a plot. Yeah. Or, or maybe you know him from Hologram Man, where he played <laughs> Dakota. The description of this is criminal mind in an indestructible body. So, <laughs> like Terminator right. or something, I guess. Sure, sure. All right. Or maybe even you know him as McKinney from... Operation Delta Force 4 Default. Wow. A four-man Delta Force team is trying, with the help of a female scientist, to stop a mad terrorist who wants to detonate nukes in order to cause a massive earthquake. The team is outmanned and outgunned, but has nothing to lose. Here's my question. Why would you want to cause earthquakes? You have a nuke. It's a good question. It just I will seems say, like a bad plan. I've been watching a lot of Bond films recently, and it does feel like something that a Bond villain would do. Yeah, where it's like, you have the clearly more destructive thing, but you're like, no, no, no. This is mm-hmm. going to cause, like, Plankton to die out. Yes. <laughs> you know, something <laughs> like that. Um, now, I believe, Helen, you have some stuff to tell us about our biggest star here. Oh, yes. Um... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, yes. I mean, oh, yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Uh the other the other big guest star is one Yasmin Bleeth, whom you might know from a little show called Baywatch. Whoa. <laughs> what? Yeah. That well, that's what she's really known for, but she was also um Grown Up Ryan on Ryan's Hope and Leanne Demarest on One Life to Live, which I actually used to watch during that run. That's a soap opera, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a, now, a now defunct, canceled, but otherwise long-time running no. soap opera. She's a model as oh. well. Um, 
And uh, like what I didn't know watching this, because I'm not a, a reg. I'm not a reg on oh, this reg. Baywatch pod, <laughs> oh, wow. you know? Yeah. You've been on like four times. Yeah, I'm not. I'm okay. I'm like, I'm a reg, <laughs> but I'm not like a re. You know? Uh, of course. What? Of course. Oh, no. Okay. Sh- I, I get it. Like I get it. A, sh- a shorter abbreviation, you know? <laughs> um, so when it said, like, and Yasmin Bleeth in the opening titles, I thought, I mean, yeah, this is Baywatch. Um, and it wasn't until I was looking <laughs> her up, uh, per your request, that I realized this was the first. Yasmin Bleeth appearance in Baywatch mm-hmm. in the second part of a two-parter. <laughs> um, yep. Uh, so she, not to spoil anything, she will be on this show for a long time. So you're going to be seeing a lot of our our Yaz girl here. Our Yaz girl. <laughs> Wait, isn't Yaz a like uh, birth uh, control? Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. Yep, yep, yep. So yeah, that's why she's called that. It's a promotional uh, <laughs> name. Wait, wait. So you're telling me that this model is here on this sexy show to promote birth control? Uh, yep. In this fiction I've created, that's definitely true. So in this fiction that you've created, this show is about promoting A and W cream soda and the birth control yats. <laughs> yes. Like peanut butter and jelly. A&W, <laughs> yes. You know, I, I personally cannot wait for the ad campaign to have already started 20 years ago. <laughs> so, yeah, this is our first appearance of someone who's apparently going to become important, uh, which we would know about if we had watched Baywatch before. Which we yeah. <laughs> because it's a podcast for two men. Two men. <laughs> uh, Do the intro again. <laughs> Do you hear oh. that sound? Um, <laughs> One of the notable things, though, is because she was such a pop culture fixture, uh, it gets a mention on the Wikipedia page that she was multiple times mentioned by Joey and Chandler on Friends. <laughs> In like so. what way? In like a ooh, that Yasmin Bleeth though, sort of a way. <laughs> I wish you would stop that ooh, and they're just like ooh, that's the rest. <laughs> and then and then Rachel says, "Thank you. That reminds me, I have to take my pill." <laughs> <laughs> oh, because of the. You see, I was yeah. confused if this was like an actual friends thing or if we were talking about Yaz still. Um, um, both. <laughs> it is an actual friends thing, but then wait, I was talking about wait, Yaz. Does she actually take birth control on the show? I don't know that they ever discussed that, which really kind of seems like an oversight. Yeah. I watched a heck of a lot of friends in the 90s. I feel like I would know if they ever talked about birth control. Hmm. Nope. Yeah, I feel like most comedies did not talk about birth control. Well, it is a hilarious topic. <laughs> Especially in this May of 2020, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nothing funnier. Uh, wow. Um, yeah. Speaking of, of nothing funnier, Morgan, do you have anything yeah. funnier? <laughs> I mean, not that I can think of. I thought it really mean. I didn't mean to be like, oh, yeah, <laughs> Helen is super fucking unfunny. Morgan can do better than that. <laughs> it like that. I did. You said it, but I meant it like that. Wow. Okay. Well, 
I'm glad we're all on the same page here. Uh, and mm-hmm. in fact, going into that page, Morgan, turn the page and take us into this book. I mean, episode. Will do. We uh, we start things off with a little surfing competition montage where we get to see the resolution of Hobie's surf competition that he's been off doing for the last episode and a half. Um and also, after a while, all the guest stars start getting credits during this montage. And this mo- this competition we see is sponsored by A&W. Mm-hmm. I am a little bit wishing that I had thought to buy an A&W cream soda for this recording. Not that anyone would have known, but it would have made me happy. And, well, and could, isn't that what it's all about? You could do it next episode. Maybe there's more A&W references. Probably. Probably. Maybe. maybe. Um... But then we cut to Nooms and Garnet. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yes? <laughs> Gotta talk about the montage music. Oh, yes. Um, so I need you both to look up a song. It's called Water 3X by Sun 60. And I need you to look, like, the first 25, 30 seconds. Uh, Water 3X by 360. By Sun 60. Sun 60. It yes, doesn't even Google autocomplete. And then let me know what you think of this song. I I kind of like it, I think. There you go. I kind of like it. It's weird. It's very weird, but I, I like the horns. It starts off with like free jazz kind of horns. Yeah. And then goes into a 90s rock pop song. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't really find out much of anything about Sun 60. Uh, but I kind of like the name of the band, and I kind of like the name of the song. And that's, it's a dumb song name, and I love it. Yeah. Now. Are you I, seeing this album art? It's lovely. Oh, would you like to post a picture of the album art? Uh, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I believe in you. <laughs> Same image as album art. Don't mind me. Go on with your podcast. <laughs> I do oh, want to comment that the the YouTube video for the song has all of 428 views. All the Baywatch fans. Yeah, yeah. It's all of us just, and our, all of us, you know, Sun 60 years being like, water three times, I need three times more. <laughs> I think that's the dumbest joke I've made on this podcast. It's up there. This this album art. It's good album art. Isn't it great? Yeah. It, it's sure something. Um I don't know if I love it. It's interesting. I just love the print of the of the textile and you know, whatever. There's a there's a nearly nude body. That's Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. <laughs> I, I, I enjoy that part. You know, well, what else for once, I'm not the horny one. What? Well, <laughs> we all. Every dog has his day. You know. Um, every dog has its bone. If you know what I mean. Whoa! I have no idea what you mean. <laughs> now, Helen. Yeah, Helen and I get a different song. We get "Summer, Summer." By Shane Noel Tasser, who, uh, this is a newbie. We've never had a song from them before. Uh, he was in a band called, and I hate this band name, Needle Damage Done. Uh, huh. 
very edgy. Good old NDD, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he was in a band called Best of Seven. Sure. Also don't like that. And they got signed to the same label as Nickelback and Saliva. <laughs> um, then in his solo work, he made a song called Kiss the Girl, which got nominated for Best Original Song. Wow. At the Adult Video Awards. <laughs> that was going to be oh. the question. <laughs> yeah. So um, I don't know. I, I didn't know the Adult Video Awards had a Best Original Song. Yeah, I don't think I did either. Which, uh, i so mad I didn't do this before. I'm now going to look up Best Original Song Adult Video Awards uh, <laughs> with, without being on a VPN. Um, and uh, sure, I'll go to uprocks.com. Uh, oh, <laughs> let me read to you the 2012, sorry, 2013 Best Original Song nominations, okay? First off, we have... Okay, I have to read you the name of the porno, too. Okay, so I apologize. <laughs> Cover your ears if if you're if you don't like it. Okay, so first up, we have from the porno, butts, boats, and bitches. Uh, we have <laughs> credited big butt boat trip. <laughs> Next up, we have El Gordo y la Flaca XXX. We have the song, There's a Porn Star Between My Legs. <laughs> wow. Um, next is from Alexis and Her Girlfriends 2, You're Gone by Samantha Ryan. Next, from sure. Fendom Ass Worst. <laughs> 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 Sorry. <laughs> Okay, this is this is the one that's killing me. Okay, um, Fendom Ass Worship Thirteen. We have Mean Bitches by XL on the Archetype. There's a what few a of these wild band name. <laughs> There's a few of these from Jailhouse Heat 3D. We have Don't Worry About Me by Lou Thomas from Pink. You Holes. know, yeah? I don't think I ever thought about the idea of porn being 3D. <laughs> like, I guess it makes sense, but it just feels wrong to me. Because? Because you're going to sully the good name of Avatar like that? Oh, right. The film right. that invented 3D? Oh, <laughs> by the way, um, I do have a clip here uh, from Alexis and her girlfriends to You're Gone by Samantha Ryan from YouTube uh, for later. Uh, sure, so, sure. Uh, for Pink Lips, we have Candy Girl by Joseph Meadows. Uh, next from Revenge of the Petites, we have <laughs> Revenge of the Petites by Frankie D and Johnny C. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! Okay, so this next one is is wild. Um, from Riding the Flying Pink Pig, we have a Snoop Dogg song. What? Pussy, Pink Pussy by Snoop Dogg. Sure, sure. Uh, there's only four more. Don't worry. <laughs> from <laughs> Rubber Bordello, we have She Danistic Society by Fat Mike. (sighs) Okay, next we have from South Beach Cruising 6, Pimpin' in the Parking Lot, uncredited. (laughs) From This Is Why I'm Hot 2, we have Riding on My Fantasy by DJ Sativa. (laughs) Now, lastly, from Wasteland, we have Hear Me Out by Erlisha Tamplin. Wow, great 
you know, I, I'm so happy that uh, all of you could be here for this. Thanks for coming mm-hmm. to the podcast. Goodbye, everybody. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, so I have this Baywatch song here. Um, Helen, could you please read, sing this this Baywatch song? <laughs> it starts up very risque. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'd nominate this for Best Original Song, if you know what I mean. Hey! <laughs> Y'all ready? No. <laughs> Mount up. It's time to ride. Taste the waves. Touch the sky. We're the young, wild, and free. Take a pick. All eyes on me. I didn't know they said pick in the 90s. Well, when did the song come? I guess the song could be younger than the episode. Yes, very much so. Hit it hard and watch it spin. Whoa. Bet it all. We play to win. Oh, okay. Living just to hear our names, to get the prize and win the game. Summer, summer, it's summer all the time. Heads up, here we go. Cue the lights, start the show. Drop in and make the turn. No stress, crash and burn. <laughs> Lots of rhymes, having fun. Making up, now I'm done. I'm going to actually read the lyrics again. Live the dream, <laughs> seize the day. Worry free, miles away. Show them all something new. Doing what we want to do. Summer, summer, got summer on my mind. Summer, summer, it's summer all the time. Wow. Beautiful. Uh, if you had to rate those lyrics on like a letter grading scale, what would you give it? Uh, I would give it an SPF 50. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best answer, honestly. I yep, have yep. more answers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And and I will say all of those lyrics in the context of having just talked about the original so- song for the AVN uh awards take on quite a different meaning than exactly. I feel like they meant to. Yeah. Mount up, it's time to ride. Oh, sorry, excited <laughs> again. <laughs> um but yeah, after uh after our little montage, we get to meet up with uh Nooms and Garnet, who are talking Garnet. about uh, surfing while our our good buddy Nooms Gar- Garnet, right? Garner. Garner. I have him as Garnet in all of my notes. That's weird. It's yeah. been a while, apparently, or something. Okay, yeah. Garner. Uh, I, you know, as I was saying the name, I was like, this is definitely wrong. Um, yeah, you're thinking of lifeguard Jim Barnett or Garnet from Steven Universe. I was I was thinking both. Steven Universe. <laughs> I mean, what if it was Garnet from Steven Universe? That would be pretty cool. Uh, but not as I would cop. love that. She she's pretty anti-cop. Yeah, that's true. Like character-wise, she would be. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but we we see Numi bandaging a woman's foot, and we learn that Hobie won and got a year of A and W cream soda. But Mitch is going to go through it in a month. Which was kind of nothing. Yeah. Um, 
But then we get to meet a couple, and it's Yasmin Bleeth, and we will learn her fiancé, uh, Caroline and Frank. And they are sitting in the car talking about how Frank needs to go get a core sample. And if the water's <laughs> not too polluted, he's bringing clams, I think? I forget what seafood. Yeah, something like that. So, question. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's apparently an environment engineer. What does that fucking mean? Uh, yeah, yeah, you know. That's someone who controls the weather, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Zeus? Yeah. Probably. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm just baffled by what that means. He doesn't seem like much of an engineer as much as he's just a biologist? Or He just seems to do vague science. Oh, that's the best kind of science. Yeah, it feels like if I'm being honest here, um, he is really exhausting the limits of what the Baywatch writers know about the concept of science. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I, if I had to guess his title, and I know you already said it was environment engineer, but if I had to guess his title, I would say it was wet scientist. Oh, 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 oh. Look, after those Avian Awards, nothing... Nothing means what I think it means, you know. While the ocean gets him so wet. Mm Mm-hmm. Wet and salty, just the way I like him. (laughs) Covered in clams. (laughs) Sample in my core. (laughs) Morgan, your mom listens to this. (laughs) She's fine with it. She's fine with it. Um... (laughs) Uh, But yes, after this, um, we see Carolyn go over and say hi to CJ, and she wants to say hi to Stephanie, but Stephanie is on a wave runner right now, doing stunts. So Carolyn is Stephanie's sister. I don't know if you even said that. I don't remember either. Like, this was not clear to me. No. Uh, I don't know if it was something that y'all knew, like Stephanie had been talking about her sister or anything. Nope. No, this is okay. This is the first time they ever reference it. Because, like, I was heavily shipping these two. <laughs> for, like, the first half of the episode. Oh, and then I was like, sure. wait, I, something about this writing makes me think they might be sisters, and now I feel fucked up. Fun, fun fact. And sure enough. We've recorded this, this, this season a bit out of order. And so we just recorded a different episode where Carol, where uh, Stephanie mentions that she was basically alone and had no friends and no one. And I'm like, wait, doesn't she have a sister? Mm-hmm. And we find out a few episodes earlier, this episode, she does have a sister. I'm like, wait, so you did have a family. And, and not only that, but they seem to be fairly close. Very close. Like, they keep almost making out, I promise you. <laughs> they really yeah. do. You're not wrong. <laughs> Man, It's I like more chemistry than I've ever seen Mitch have with anyone. Yeah. Maybe I should watch these episodes while horny instead of <laughs> sober. I don't know. Is that the opposite of sober is horny? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, sometimes. Um, (laughs) Now, now, so how did she meet Frank? Uh, He was 
doing some sort of environmentalism thing. I, I forget. She, Maybe she, swinging by a vine in a jungle. That would be great. It's, it's a much worse answer. She says, I met him on a glacier. Oh, yeah. Right. That's all she said. Right. I met him on a glacier. And I'm like, okay, sure, I accept that. What? Um, also, uh, Morgan, I'd like you to read this description here. Uh, this is specifically what um, Harlan says that Frank's company does. Monitors corporate America's environmental compliance with government regulations. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? I mean, it sounds like they're trying to be like, oh, he's like, um, uh, fucking, oh my God, why am I blanking? I keep wanting to say... Yes, yeah, he's the EPA. I kept wanting to say the DEA, and I was like, I know, I know, it's not the Drug Environmental Agency. He's trying to um, be ESRB. He just wants to break into Um But I mean, the EPA is not a private company, so unless like Baywatch is much more of a weird dystopia than we thought, um, it is pretty weird that it would just be a company doing this. Well, I think it could be a weird dystopia if we follow Helen's fiction. Mm. Helen's fiction is the ideal Baywatch, I think. Yeah. It's, like, much hornier, uh, mm-hmm. but much more apocalyptic, which is just how I like it. Yeah. Wait, my yeah. fictional version is hornier than Baywatch actually is? <laughs> oh, my God. It takes the mind of a, of a smart, good writer to mm. uh, think of something better than Baywatch, because it's the best yeah. show ever. <laughs> no, but genuinely, I didn't realize they were sisters until I looked it up on IMDb. Wait, like, because they have the same <laughs> last name, so that's true. But I don't think we ever get their last name in the episode, or if we did, I didn't notice. Oh, uh, well, yeah, maybe not. Yeah, they probably they're not like they're just like Carolyn Holden. Hello, you know. Should yeah, have, that would be weird. No, it would. I mean, I agree with you. Hello, fellow Holden. <laughs> <laughs> so. The other thing that freaks me out, which would add to your, like, are they going to make out? Which is Carolyn says that Stephanie's going to love Frank, but he's hers. Yeah. Which is like, wait, are you both going to fuck the same dude? What? (laughs) This is so weird. Do Uh, they have some past of, like, stealing each other's boyfriends or something? Ooh, that'd be cool. Or not cool. I, you tell me. (laughs) Is that good writing? Uh, I don't know if it would be my top choice. That's definitely 90s TV writing. That is for sure true. What would be your top choice? Uh, in in what? You just said it wouldn't be your top choice. Well, then what is your top choice? You gotta own up. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I mean, I guess my top choice would be just that Carolyn is kind of young and immature and that's why she's being very jealous. That works. That, that, that yeah. sounds right. Yeah. Um, but let's see. After this, uh, we, we get our Wave Runner montage with Stephanie doing sick Wave Runner stunts. Um, Carolyn is taking photos of her. Um, do, you want, do you want... Should we talk about this? Sure. So, in the original... We get enchanted by Book of Love from the hit motion picture soundtrack of Naked in New York. Um, I don't know if it's a hit. 
I, I've never seen Naked in New York. I've never even heard of it. Um, is it... Uh, who directs it? Uh, it is a... It's the same guy who did Butts, Boats, and Bitches, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> it's Daniel Algrind, produced by Scorsese. It stars wow. Eric Stoltz, Mary Louise Parker, and Ralph Macchio. One uh, not a bad And cast. Timothy Dalton, Tony Curtis, and Kathleen Turner. Huh. Um, and uh, also Whoopi Goldberg? Uh, I don't know. Sure. It's, but it's... About a young aspiring playwright coming in the production of one of his plays off Broadway. And the play is a flop because the lead parts are given to two actors who are not right for the roles. It it sounds like a nineties direct to D, direct to VHS movie, I gotta be honest. The New York Times calls it a warm, seductive delight, which I don't <laughs> like. Um yeah. Um in the Remaster, Helen and I get free to be by 10th place finalist on season nine of American Idol, Didi Benami. <laughs> uh, I've watched that season of American Idol. So ah. I was like, oh, okay, who is that? Uh, this was the early 2010 season where they had Cara Diaguardi join as well as Ellen DeGeneres uh, to replace Paula Abdul. And uh, the season was won by. Ooh. Musicians, I'm sure you know, Lee DeWise and Crystal Bowersox. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sure, everybody yeah, all them. the time. Yeah, all the time we're like, wow, I'm I'm Bowersoxing for some Crystal Bowersox. Um, <laughs> DeWise for Lee DeWise. Anyways, um, <laughs> this is, I think, technically the best song on this show lyrically. <laughs> However, I hate the vocals. And it's only that because it's so short. Helen. Could you please read this, the best song of Big Watch? <laughs> I, I heard the little bloop bloop in Discord, and I was like, oh, there's some lyrics for me. Gotta <laughs> hop to it. <clears throat> Carrying my dreams. Don't care what they think. Out here, I can be myself. There's nobody else. Out here, free to be only me. Right here. Capturing the motion. Right now, the skies are blue. I'm breaking through out here. Wow. Yeah. Have you had to rain? I, <laughs> I don't know that anyone had to. <laughs> Someone did, though. <laughs> Honestly, that's the best answer possible. Yet again, you are two for two on answering my questions. <laughs> uh, keep it up. <laughs> The the lyrics are a little generic, but they're, they're I mean they're not bad. Hey, it's not wanting to fuck your brother. That's true. So therefore it's true. an F. It's an F. <laughs> so you, should all, you should all aspire to write lyrics that good. Yeah. Um but as Carolyn is taking pictures, a big old wave comes in. Wait, and did you, knocks sorry, her. Did you notice? That she was taking pictures of Stephanie doing handstands on the way. And like wild yes. yoga poses and shit. Yeah. It's so dumb. I love it. Sorry. Continue. Yeah. No, no, no worries. Um, but yeah, and Stephanie or Carolyn gets knocked into the ocean by the wave. So Stephanie has to go rescue her. And, and this goes on for a while, but eventually she does rescue her sister because it would be a really fucking weird and depressing way <laughs> to introduce the character of Stephanie's sister if she immediately died in the first episode. 
Um, I could see them doing that, though. <laughs> eh. Um, but we learn that Stephanie is here because she's getting married. Um, and Fair. then Carolyn, yes, uh, Carolyn is getting married. And then we get to see Frank trying to get his core sample when he gets attacked. Dun, dun, dun. Um, so at this point, when I saw Frank, I was like, I wonder if he's going to die so a hot woman can't get married. And <laughs> no, but I yeah. was kind of close. Yeah, no, it, it did seem like probably the writers are going to be like, eh, it's more exciting if we can have Yasmin Bleeth go on dating adventures, misadventures, right. whatever. Um, but then we cut back to our boy, Mitch, and he oh, is boy. trying to he is trying to negotiate his release with Deborah. And he just Wait. keeps talking about how she has a son and wouldn't she like to see her son again? So I want to do a quick recap. Mm-hmm. Do either of you remember what the this plot line is? Y- yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tell us. Uh, this Deborah um, prodigy, prodigy. Uh, <laughs> helped break her boyfriend, husband, baby daddy out of nice. jail mm-hmm. um, in part one. Um, but he got shot in the gut in the ensuing chase. Um, so she did what anyone would do when the love of your life is in physical peril. Um, she found someone who can perform a uh, highly difficult surgery, a lifeguard, um, <laughs> and kidnapped him. Yes. And, and yeah, there was some surgery. Surgery, yes. Uh, yes. There was water on the knee. (laughs) (laughs) And also with that surgery, somehow he packed a whole life monitor or heart monitor. Yes. Something like that. It was all kind of, it was all dreck. It was trash. Um, Yes. And so here we are. This is the one story that's continuing from last episode and not the good one, which was the octopus one. Yeah. Anything to do with Summer going to like you know, treatment for her eating disorder or something. No, no, no. You do not want to see Baywatch try and do that. (sighs) No, I mean, I don't. You're right. But like... This is much better of an episode because... Yeah. No, that's true. It just feels weird to drop it so suddenly. I'm sure she'll definitely have eating problems again and we'll focus on it. No, she was octopus cured. (laughs) That's true. That's true. (laughs) So, Helen, I wanted to ask, you know, uh, what was the most recent thing you were cured of via octopus? Oh, God. Um, Probably any interest in ever watching Baywatch again, I think. (laughs) Wow, I'm waiting for that one. (laughs) (laughs) For me, it was not having enough limbs. Oh, yeah, okay, that's that's fair. Damn, you're all great at answers tonight. Holy. <laughs> I should make my questions harder. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Damn. Mitch is, she Morgan mentioned, you know, mm-hmm. talking about her son. And, and Mitch says he would, he would not risk not seeing his son again for anyone. But the counterpoint to that is that Mitch is single 
And he's got an aubergine that sees more action than a grocery store parking lot. So, like, <laughs> and he, he would definitely leave his son to get laid. Like, that is mm-hmm. the Mitch Buchanan way. Oh, for sure. Especially as the seasons have gone on. Yeah. Mitch has just went from, you know, good dad. I'm trying to think of a, a comma something to horny dad comma something else. I can't. I fucked up the joke. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> good one. Um, <laughs> um, but yes, eventually uh, we cut away because there's still much more of this sequence that will get very slowly doled out. Um, and what we cut away to is Stephanie and Caroline uh, watching Frank try to recover from the bends. And my theory is that the decompression room looked like the bottom of the sea to stop patients from being confused when they wake up, because that's the only way I could explain the design of this weird-ass room. You know Um, what I think, Morgan? What do you think, Michael? You know, he just seems high and dry in that there iron lung. All he can do is Mm -hmm. sulk and try to think of a nice dream about I don't know, fake plastic trees? Or I was waiting for this. <laughs> I, Morgan, I, 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 I don't get the reference. It's Radiohead's album. Radiohead's. Oh! And snake yeah. songs from the Benz. I was going to make a joke about that album here, but then I realized I don't actually know Radiohead very well. It's um, great. So I couldn't make a joke. It's a great, it's a great album. But yeah, yeah. that, I, I'm, I think you might be right. Or, like, it's the only... I, I couldn't think of any answer to this. This room is so bare. It's just yeah, And it's, like, barely lit with, like, very weird light blue lighting. There's shadows everywhere, and there's just, like... There's just this big metal iron lung in the center of the room. You it's know very... What I, you know what I bet? Um, mm-hmm. I, I bet that this room is... Um, they took down an exhibit at a museum, and that's what this room is. Probably. It really looks like, yeah, like part of an aquarium or something. That those yeah, have tanks. Um, honestly, the, the closest comparison I can draw, I don't know if either of you have been watching Severance, um, which if you're not, you fucking should. It's a great show. So I, um, but Wait, Selmano, what's it about? Uh, it's a, like, weird, dark comedy mystery show, kind of, with Adam Scott, um, and John Turturro, what and, uh, Apple, unfortunately, which oh, makes okay. it a little bit trickier to watch. Did I um, figure out a way to watch it? <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. But, I mean, like, uh, it's just very good. It's, it's kind of satire about corporate America and also cult sort of kind of but there's there's so much going on with it i don't want to like spoil too much about it but i highly recommend it there's only like nine episodes out or something for season one um that but yeah I, good show I will i will start watching it um but a lot of the shots in that had a very similar aesthetic to this room Wait, um morgan is it better than the circle season four uh oh man Season four has been very good. I'm fully caught up on it. Um, season four of The Circle is maybe, like, it's better than season three. I'll tell you that for sure. Yeah, that is for sure. Uh, yeah, no, I, oh, man, without getting into too many spoilers, the the VIP guest 
yes thing was excellent i love helen every are, second are you circle pilled no i'm not oh. i only i only watch shows for podcasts <laughs> oh dang that sounds horrifying um you not gonna watch anything good uh if you do that uh circle is a netflix reality show that morgan and i love uh that sounds very dumb because it is but it's yes well start a podcast i'll watch it (laughs) oh shit is this our new spin-off podcast about (laughs) oh man that's like our Um, podcast idea there's just not enough hours in the day i mean there is Mm. just not enough money that's being thrown our way for it true true yeah beef boys if you want to hear our our circle thoughts i don't know start paying us or something um (laughs) but not we haven't given you any way to pay us but like Ah, you'll figure it out i believe in you dm us that you want Mm -hmm. to pay us and we'll figure out a way for you to pay us yeah sounds good to me um but you know what else sounds good to me uh continuing to talk about this episode um (laughs) fine which is that uh caroline is very confused how this could have happened because frank's just such a good diver um and so caroline is like hey stephanie they're gonna bring me a bed into this room can you go to my apartment to get me some things and is it just me or was anyone else definitely convinced that caroline killed frank at this point because she was acting super sketchy not me no i never suspected yeah i (laughs) I mean I didn't actually think Baywatch was going to do that, but she was acting so sketchy that I was like, that would be a cool twist. Like, yeah, well, she's uncomfortable because she's so into her sister, you know, like, yeah, (laughs) she's like, well, maybe that's the plot is she's like, I killed my boyfriend so I could be with my sister. Yeah. Oh, Helen's fiction is sounding so good. (laughs) <laughs> the like the sapphic incest story we've all been waiting no for. aren't you aren't you glad we're putting this all on you helen i uh <laughs> don't really know how to cope honestly <laughs> Neither does um, but after that uh stephanie goes to frank's house to pack up some stuff but uh-oh someone else is there And this mysterious person breaks in and steals some papers. And while this is going on, Stephanie is hanging off the balcony. And then he finds some more papers hidden in a plant. Yeah. She's, like, straight up, like, hands on the balcony, dangling, Mm -hmm. fearful for her life. And she just is like, fuck it, I got good core strength. And starts doing pull-ups to get back up. How would you do that? I mean, she is a lifeguard who does a lot of training. Like, we saw her he's just doing, like... Well, she's a lifeguard. So <laughs> I, had, I had to. I'm just saying, we saw some wild fucking wave runner stunts this episode. Like, that is true. If you can those, if you can, if you can yoga on a wave runner, you can pull up on a... <laughs> on, a on a balcony. <laughs> yeah. That's what they say. Oh, and yeah. Favorite All the time. Ball. Yeah. <laughs> um... But then our, our mysterious person is found some more papers hidden in a plant while Stephanie hangs off the balcony and just kind of watches. Um, and then we go back to Mitch, who 
once again uses roughly the same argument to try and convince Deborah that she should let him go. And then she gets a little bit distracted and puts her gun down and is a little bit far away from it. Uh-oh, could this be our, our buddy Mitch's escape? No, it couldn't. Because he goes for the gun, and he's not fast enough. She grabs it before he does. And she's like, listen, I don't care that you saved Branston's life. I am still going to murder you if I have to. I legit could not remember his name. I had to Well, it's it not Branston. I know. It's Brady. <laughs> but, like, like, it might as well be Branston. It yes. might as well. I just recently edited a part one of this episode, so I just have the... The bit of us not being able to remember his fucking name stuck in my head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but then we see that Garner is leading the search efforts for Mitch. And that's kind of it. Um, but then Stephanie tells Caroline everything that happened at Frank's apartment. And Caroline has no idea what's going on or why this could possibly be happening. And we learn that she has known Frank for all of five weeks. Um, yeah. Which seems... A little short if you are about to marry someone. So, like, you know, I don't think there's a minimum amount of time, but... You know, there's a few things I'd like to talk about here. But mm-hmm. I don't want to interrupt Helen, so Helen, you first. Oh, I just... Like, they must have just, like, met on the glacier and then spent five weeks traveling back to L.A., right? <laughs> like, right. Yeah, that's a good point. Right? <laughs> yeah. It is, in fact, even dumber than I thought. So Interesting. Carolyn, uh, so Stephanie is just asking Carolyn to just think harder about Frank. You know, and Carolyn says that Frank has the bends. How could someone try and kill him? Indeed, where do we go from here? The words are coming out all weird. Where are you now when I need you? <laughs> it's a great album. Uh, but so Stephanie talks about the bends, and I, I researched the bends a little bit. So mm-hmm. apparently, so I mean, do you know how the, like what causes the bends? Uh, being a creep. That, too. Um, it's also bending your back too far. Um, it's also... Oh, 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 oh. Um, it's a condition you get from the nitrogen tank. Mm. So as you go deeper into the ocean, um, the nitrogen dissolves into your tissue. So for every 33 feet of ocean water you go, uh, the pressure due to nitrogen goes up 11.6 pounds per square inch. Wow. So, uh, so basically the key is that if you go, so what they did earlier to Frank was that they put like a, like a balloon or something that rapidly brings yeah. him up. So therefore he would get the bends because what you're right. supposed to do is you're supposed to calculate the distance and then calculate how much time you go to get back up to surface. So you're not going too fast. Right. Um, so I mean, they were pretty accurate uh, and how the bends work. Great job on them. Sounds terrifying to me. Yes. Mm-hmm. If, like, to be clear, there are a lot of reasons why I don't think I will ever go diving in my life. Yeah. It, it, it is not an activity that appeals to me. But, but yeah, no, the bends is pretty high up on that list in terms of just like, hey, that's dumb maybe we shouldn't do that you know it what feels you like instead. maybe this is the ocean's way of saying what are you doing stop it you know what you should do instead what just be on your okay computer <laughs> god <laughs> uh anyways so uh, apparently according to carolyn just one of frank's reports could shut down 
billion dollar corporate polluters, which is a very weird statement because it's like, I don't think that has the desired effect you want because it's not like their revenue is from producing pollution. Yes. You know, (laughs) they do other things. A lot of. Yeah. A lot of this dialogue had big Fateful Findings vibes to me. Oh, absolutely. Of just like, we're shutting down the corporate government secrets. <laughs> um, I and, yeah. and other presidents of the bank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God. No more books. Uh, <laughs> but they kind of connect the dots that someone might have hurt Frank to get to the reports. Mm-hmm. And so Stephanie asks, what kind of hazards was he investigating? But Carolyn doesn't know because they only talked about their relationship. Never work, which yeah, only been around for five weeks. So, OK. But she does say you can get in touch with his partner at the Ritz Carlton, baby. Mm-hmm. That named Jordan Stewart, a name that God, that's a fake name. Like, oh, there, yeah, there's real people named Jordan Stewart, but that is like, I gotta pick a fake name, Jordan Stewart. Yeah. Um, I do also want to mention, so, mm-hmm. Stephanie does go to the Ritz, and we see the funniest looking bellhop. Like, this dude looks like he's a 12-year-old kid. Oh, I, I missed this. I could not stop laughing. I don't have a picture of it. <laughs> Maybe I'll find one later. He just looks so out of place in his <laughs> Huh. I'm curious now. Um, but yeah, once uh, once she gets to the Ritz-Carlton, she learns that Jordan is currently swimming the hundred laps that he swims every day. Um, and so he won't be available for a little bit. But Stephanie is like, don't worry, I've trained for this because I'm a lifeguard. And so she jumps in the pool and swims a lap right alongside him. And they're both very impressed about how strong of swimmers each it's, other are. It, Tense music plays during this, which is so weird. Yes. It's like, is he going to stab her underwater? Right. I mean, like, Helen fiction, sure, but in, in real <laughs> It's not like we've set up that, like, oh, if she can't match him lap by lap, he won't talk to her. Like, it, I, no I just felt very confused yeah. during this. Helen, were you um, confused? Yeah. Um, usually, yeah. That's fair. Valid. Valid. Um, But yes, after this, uh, they get out of the pool to go chat. And Jordan tells Stephanie that him and Frank had already completed their project and that Frank is on a personal crusade to save the oceans. And it was at this point that I realized Jordan had definitely been the one to break into the apartment. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Um. And they talk about how the two of them met because Frank chained himself to the railroad tracks outside of a nuclear power plant or yeah. something. Yeah. Um, and in order to block a shipment of plutonium rods. Yes. And Jordan was like, I personally feel like the solution was to just vote. Um, and <laughs> so <laughs> liberal. <laughs> um. And Frank's just too much of a radical for me, but it's why we get along so well. Mm. Um, okay. And then Jordan asks where Frank is being treated. And then when Stephanie tells him, he's like, perfect, I know a specialist, and I just want to give Frank the best care possible. Um, and it was also at this point that I realized Jordan was going to kill him. Um, mm-hmm. 
And then uh, then we cut back to Deborah, who is uh, feeding soup to Brady. Um, <laughs> oh, you called him by his name. Uh, <laughs> you can always edit over that. Which is, oh, that's like, true. Maybe I'll do that I, if I remember. <laughs> oh, you won't. I hope you know. Maybe. Um, but yes, uh, he just kind of goes crazy at this point and threatens to kill Mitch for seemingly no reason. Because he's wild. Uh, he's so wild. That soup put him in a real murder mode. <laughs> what kind of soup puts you in a murder mode? Like, I I can't think of one that would put me in a murder Well, okay, maybe like a celery soup. That sounds disgusting. Oh, I kind of like celery soup. I had a discussion with my coworkers today. I said, hey, team, um, I know I'm not a manager and I have no power to fire people, but we have a question here, and if you answer wrong, you're going to get fired. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you like celery? And only one person said no, and they're the only one I said you would stay to. Uh, <laughs> celery, celery is the turkey of vegetables. It's bland, you know? Uh, yeah. I know, I know that's a wild comparison, but what else would you expect from me? Um, <laughs> it's, it's eating celery is just like eating dirty stick water. Why would you want that? Sometimes you just need a little crunch. It gets stuck in your teeth. Eat a graham cracker. (laughs) You can have ants on a log or ants on a graham cracker. You're going to pick the graham cracker. I mean, that's true. I don't think I've ever actually had that before, but it does sound really good. You know what I've been having recently that's really great? What? Graham crackers cream cheese. Ooh, oh yeah. Oh, hello. It's done that once or twice. It's very good. I've realized lately the like versatileness or versatility. That's not a word uh, (laughs) of 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 cream cheese. You know, absolutely the Seattle dog. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, I can't. Oh, bagels. What else? Locks. What else? Yeah, cream cheese. So many cheesecake. Oh, I I did just make cheesecake earlier today. Oh, you see? Yeah, it's the perfect food. You can do. Yeah, you can have a whole diet based around cream cheese. And if you eat it with graham crackers, then your humors will be calmed down enough that you won't have to masturbate anymore. What? That is why graham crackers were invented. Wait, what? Much like cornflakes. Wait, what? Mm hmm. John Kellogg was a weird motherfucker who was super racist and invented a bunch of food to make sure that your uh, humors never got inflamed enough that you had to masturbate. Why is it that I feel so horny every time I eat cornflakes? <laughs> I've never actually tested that theory. Do I feel horny after eating cornflakes? <laughs> okay, well... um, Wow, uh, this is kind mm-hmm. of ruining cornflakes. <laughs> Honestly, I don't feel like they take much ruining. Yeah, um, well, I like them. Eh. Nice, they're okay. Eh. Um, so, I like wait. them in mm-hmm. things. Like what? Like, like breaded, like breaded on chicken. Yeah, like that's perfectly good, or like in like a snack mix or something, you know. Uh, Helen, I'm going to ask you a question here. Uh, that we have, a- I have asked Morgan on like episode three of this podcast. What is the perfect cereal? If you could put anything in a cereal, now I'm just gonna tell you, 
Morgan's perfect cereal is one that already exists, which is lame. So what is your perfect cereal? Wait, no, I need to hear what Morgan's was again. You broke up. Oh, Morgan's perfect cereal already exists. Mm-hmm. It's just like cookie crisp, I think. No, no, no. It's the, the Reese's cereal. The Reese's, Reese's Puffs. Cereal. So with all. Oh, shit. I have that at home. It's such <laughs> good cereal. It's, it's peanut butter and it's chocolate. It's good. But like you have infinite possibilities with this question and you just chose the capitalist answer. <laughs> Come on. Man, He's so happy. you're right. I should have chosen uh, Karl Marxios. <laughs> <laughs> Helen, what what would be your perfect cereal? I'm trying to think because there are so many cereals that already exist that to me are so perfect. Wow, wow! I didn't realize that was such uh, suck ups. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I want Big Cereal to like me. I'm not ashamed of it. <laughs> you know, maybe they'll give you free coupons or, or something. Yeah. it's Listen, if you got to be in the good graces with one industry, it might as well be Big Cereal. <laughs> um, the small the, cereal, the pieces are just too small and they get stuck in your teeth. When you're trying <laughs> to eat them. So what you're saying is, Morgan, if you need to be in the good graces of a industry, it's the one with... The one where we invent products so you stop masturbating. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, what other industry is putting out that kind of ingenuity? The church. You can't answer me. You can't answer me. It's impossible. Okay. Sonic. I assume it's Sonic somehow. <laughs> Sonic says, don't masturbate. Eat your, eat your cornflakes. I don't know. Based on everything I've seen on the internet, I would not say that Sonic is against being horny. <laughs> I, I just assume, you know, hey, if, if if you don't know, look up, you know, Sonic hyperinflation. You'll, mm-hmm. you'll answer everything. <laughs> Anyways, um, let's get back to the episode but instead yes. of talking more about Sonic being horny. Which we sounds good about, to me. But I don't know if Helen wants that. That's my yeah. Um But yes, uh, Caroline and Stephanie are kind of just standing around waiting for Frank to wake up. And then Stephanie is like, hey, Caroline, go get some sleep. And and eventually she does. But then Jordan comes in and because this room is fucking weird, he cannot see that Stephanie is there, even though she's like three feet from the machine. Um, because this room is just made of shadows. Um, but she recognizes his hands from when he broke into the apartment and he starts trying to fuck with the machine. But Stephanie confronts him and they want to open up the chamber, but Stephanie won't let them. And the specialist that Jordan brought says that either Frank will wake up in the morning or he'll never wake up at all. Um, and, and then they leave because Stephanie won't let them fuck with the machine anymore. Um, she says so she say they're willing to stay and just send positive vibes, which... Wow, are we vibing in here? <laughs> I sound cool, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, as the as the resident teenager on this podcast, you sound very hip. Wow, um, <laughs> as the resident uh, preteen, <laughs> as the resident teenager, yeah. Um, I am I am definitely hip with the lingo of the kids these days. 
I don't um, know if they call them kids. I think they call them <laughs> juniors, kiddos. The the youths. Helen, you have a kid. What does he call himself? <laughs> um, sentient meme. <laughs> that tracks. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Makes sense. Um. But yes, after this, uh, Stephanie decides she's going to go check out the site where Frank was attacked. And so she tells Caroline, don't let anyone touch the machine while she's gone, except for his physician. And Caroline is like, why? And Stephanie's like, just trust me. Um, but then, oh my God, Frank wakes up. Um, and then we cut to Garner, who has an idea of where Mitch might be. So they all go there. And that's kind of the whole scene. Yeah. The, the interludes with Garner are all kind of dumb. I do like that we get more Numi, but they are dumb. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so how, um, how does he get an idea of where Mitch might be, though? Because that whole thing happened pretty quick to me. I was really hopeful that one of you two could tell me. I was also hoping that. Because, <laughs> <Okay. laughs> like, in the first, the first scene, they're like... Oh, Mitch is somewhere not here. Must be doing something dumb. Definitely hasn't been kidnapped. And then the next time we see them, they're all like combing the yeah. the parking lot with like flashlights and shit. And then we see them right. again. And he's like, I found them in the middle of the ocean. And I just want to know how we got from point A to point J, you know? Yeah. No, he says something about like, I've found the boat. And I was like, what, what boat? Why do you know the boat? Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, I I imagine they must have. No, I, I have actually have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> because like they escaped from prison. They took a whatever, a small boat. But then they went to this bigger boat. Maybe right. the boat was taken out of the marina. But like maybe tons of boats are taken out of a marina. It's a marina. Yeah. <laughs> so like. How would you know it's that? I, this is pointless. Like, this this whole part is pointless. Yes. No, it's very dumb. Um, especially because, spoilers, the lifeguards don't show up in time to actually do anything. Yes. So we could have just forgotten all of this, but whatever. Um, but uh, at this point, Mitch is handcuffed. And um, Brangley is, is bleeding again. <laughs> but he will not let Mitch get close enough to try and save him. Um, and Mitch is like, he's going to bleed out if you don't let me save him. And um, Branston goes, uh-oh, what if you bleed out first? And shoots at Mitch, but misses. For for reason, I, it's just very dumb. I think he's just This whole like sequence is dumb. Shot. Maybe. But then it doesn't make sense to be like, not if he bleeds out before I do. Yeah, I was also questioning. I was like, hey, does Mitch have a cut I don't know about? Right. Like a paper cut? My assumption was <laughs> that he was going to, like, shoot Mitch and be like, ha now you're bleeding out first. Your blood is worse than mine. Ooh, um, wow. <laughs> um, uh, I guess maybe it's it's just that he's trying to shoot with one hand, and that's I guess do, maybe. I've never shot a gun, so I wouldn't know. I, I haven't either. Make this. Helen, have you shot a gun? I shot a BB gun one time. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Okay, so <laughs> Helen's our resident gun expert. We're yep. Back on every time there's a gun. Okay. Because <laughs> she, 
She's our gun gal. Mm-hmm. That's the name of a game. Anyways, um, so you can't shoot it as accurately with one hand. That's I mean, I guess that makes sense. There you go. Um, the episode is saved. It all makes perfect. sense. Perfect. It's the only thing we needed. Best show um, ever. Mm-hmm. But it's at this point that the lifeguards show up. And so Brangden and Deborah are escaping, and Mitch manages to free himself and gets up on deck where the other guy, who we <laughs> haven't seen before, the is captain, there yeah. helping to unload the escape boat. We technically have um, for half a second in episode. Oh. And I only remember that because I thought, who the fuck is this guy? Why ah. is he here? Well, he was he was here to unload the escape boat. Um, and so the the two of them are on the boat and then Mitch manages to knock out boat unloader guy and jump on the boat with uh, Deborah and Brangley. And <laughs> then at that point, we have a, a very slow boat fight um, <laughs> in which Mitch knocks both of them out. Yeah, he pistol whips her accidentally. Yeah. But then the lifeguards rescue them, rescue Mitch, and arrest the other two. Um, But now we get to see Stephanie diving down to where Frank was attacked. And, uh uh-oh, Jordan and his goons are here to attack her. Um, And there's a very long and confusing underwater sequence. Oh, yeah, you Uh, cannot tell who is who. Absolutely not. Not even a little bit. Um, But I guess the implication is that Stephanie got away and as as this is happening, the lifeguards just happen to be nearby after saving Mitch for some reason. Um, they said because they there's only one. We should we should go there. Yeah, I I guess it just feels like maybe I'm wrong. But isn't the ocean big? Like, <laughs> no, it feels like they shouldn't be this near each other. No, you see, you're so wrong, Morgan. We're all mm. in a tiny little world. It's true. We are living in a material world. And we are material girls. It's true. Um, (laughs) uh, But yes, so Stephanie gets away and then the lifeguards capture Jordan after a fairly slow boat chase that goes on for a while. Um, And then Stephanie comes back and explains why Jordan was trying to stop Frank from getting the core samples, which is because Jordan worked for one of the billion dollar corporations that are secretly polluting the ocean or something (laughs) and conspiracy. I don't Um, I don't get it. Yeah, it's dumb. No, wait. So this is the explanation of, of what happened, right? Yes. Okay, I, I have the text here. I would okay. like you to read it out. Uh, one sure. of you, one of you is Carolyn. One of you, is Stephanie. Who wants to be which? Doesn't matter to me. Okay. Do you have a preference, Helen? Oh, I'll do Caroline because I I did all that research. You know, I feel real close to her. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Makes sense. Sense. Makes sense. Makes sense. All right. Are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why the chemical company would try and bribe Jordan if they still had to pay the fines anyway. Well, those fines were for dumping illegally, and the falsified report said it wasn't toxic, so the fines were a lot less. An environmental cleanup that was really expensive wasn't required, but now they're going to have to pay for it with 
prison. The currency of no prison. <laughs> this makes no sense at all. Why? Yes. Right? Baywatch does this all the time at the end of episodes. They're like, hey, why did any of that happen? Let's make a nonsensical reason and then distribute <laughs> it as fact. And you're like, why Why would you bother? This is probably when their cocaine was like going out and they're like, oh. Uh, shit, we wrote right? ourselves into a corner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but then we have just one last little scene, which is that Hobie is back from his surfing competition and he tells Mitch that he won and got all the root or the cream soda and he's so you, excited. You say all the rupees. I was going to say all the root beer. <laughs> but I also like the idea that he was wandering around smashing pots while he was out there. Yeah. Um, and collecting those rupees. Um, and he asks Mitch if Mitch did anything exciting this weekend. And we get a very jarring flashback montage yeah. of Mitch being kidnapped and all of the stuff with Brangley. And and the octopus, uh, which he never saw. And the or heard about. Oh, yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, this episode was dumb. Um, <laughs> and Mitch goes, nope, nothing much. Just a normal weekend. <sighs> and roll credits. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, before we get to our ratings. Sure. IMDB ratings. Okay. Sure. So, uh, only two. Bombers fly up, as always, titles their rating Baywatch. Um, and says... <laughs> Mitch reminiscing about things he had no involvement in again. First half yeah. of the double episode's okay. The second is silly crime stuff. I like that mm-hmm. the guys didn't just end it all being friends, because that's not realistic. And some are saying, if no one decides the two of them will spend all their time together, something well written, unlike the rest of the show, eh. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Then, that was a 3 out of 10. Sandcrab722 gives it a 3 out of 10 and titles their review, Mediocre. But like meaty, and then the word ochre. <laughs> oh, sure, sure. They say drama, murder, new beautiful brunette, meh, standard fare, detective work. It's okay if you're into that. <laughs> so, all right. <laughs> yeah. um, well, our rating scale is a scale of 1 to 10 that I forgot because I closed my, my notepad document here. There it is. <laughs> These are always too convoluted for me to remember. Uh, Fair. A scale of 1 to 10, if 1 is going through puberty a second time because you got recast, and 10 is your parents are divorced, but it's okay because your dad is David Hasselhoff, and he's the coolest. Uh, Helen, how would you rate this episode? Ah, oh, shucks. Oh, <laughs> oh, she's verklempt. I sure am. This was really a special one, you know. Um, mm-hmm. It was really important to your personal journey. Yeah, because once I was done with this episode, I never had to watch this episode again. Um, <laughs> That's what you think. I th- <laughs> um, so the reunion episode. Watch the best. I. Oh, God. So now this is the fourth Baywatch episode I've watched. Um, look at how you're influencing my life, y'all. Yeah, um, welcome. And also, we're sorry. I yeah, really, I really, really missed the octopus. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like I probably rated uh, that the first part <laughs> unfairly, given how very stupid and nonsensical this one was. 
Um, you want us to include a re-rating of last episode as well? No, no. I don't even want to think about it. It's too hard <laughs> for me. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm feeling a little too salty, but I don't know. I want to give it like a four if this shit sucked. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, I know. That's fair. What would you say the experience of a four is? Oh, let's see. It's like the experience of getting a really good deal on a copy of Radiohead's The Benz at CD Warehouse uh, <laughs> back when that was a place. And you get in your car uh, to pop it in your CD player because that's a thing. Um, and you open the disc and it's Nickelback inside. Oh, <laughs> oh damn. Wow. But it's Nickelback, but they still cover Planet Tail X as their first song. Yes, correct. So it's like, it's okay, because that's a good song. Damn. I realize, okay, I have a shameful omission here. Um, Okay. Semi-related, not really, but um, I think Morgan's heard this before. I'm not big into grunge. Like, I don't like grunge music much. Uh, It's just never been my thing, and I don't like new metal. I don't like a lot of those, like... I, I don't know. There's just something about him. Um, and then I listened to some grunge, and I realized the grunge band that was most sonically appealing to me was Creed. Wow. I know. it's. I'm such a disappointment. <laughs> That's fine. Everything's fine. It's not fine. It's not fine. It's Creed. Yeah. And you're from Seattle. I know. Like, come on. I know. I know. I'm the worst. Um, But, Michael, how about you? What's your rating for this episode? Um, I honestly don't remember the first episode that well. I love the octopus. That that part was great. I laughed so hard at the octopus. I didn't laugh that hard at this episode. Uh, But I didn't think it was that horrible i mean it was a lot better as i said this is the best second parter uh we've had for sure that doesn't mean yeah. oh good yeah. um so i'm gonna give it uh i'm struggling i'm back and forth between a five and a six i'll give it a five um like it it it, it was competent enough you know whatever uh and i'm gonna give a five the experience of um in the last week, uh, Reeves sent me this thing where uh, this is going to date the episode. Uh, there was like a college baseball game where they had a delay of game due to a raccoon running on the field. And the <laughs> guy caught it with his bare hands. Hell yeah. This video of the most redneck Arkansas man lifting up this raccoon by its neck as it slashes at people. It also bites him. Um, but he's just holding it in front of people's Damn. faces going, I have a raccoon! <laughs> um, and I think it's a five, because, one, that's cool. You grabbed a raccoon with your bare hands and are restraining it. On the other hand, it bit you. And stop putting raccoons in people's faces. You don't know where it's been. It could be disease. It could be sick. Yeah. And raccoons are honestly kind of fucking ugly. I'm just going to say it right oh. now. Excuse oh, me. I give your raccoon opinion a one. I, Raccoons look, are adorable. I know. Look, I follow some raccoon tw- Instagram accounts, which is how I know them. <laughs> <laughs> they're scary. Like, they're cute scary. It's like, God, this is going to be the worst analogy ever. It's like <laughs> when you're 14 
and you see a goth chick and you're like, whoa, that is scary. It's kind of cute, but that's scary. So raccoons are the 14-year-old goth chick. Of <laughs> <laughs> well, raccoons are known for carrying sporks around. So Yeah, raccoons are known to be quite big into My Chemical Romance. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just they just eat it up. Uh, mm-hmm. Speaking of just eating it up, Morgan Thrapp, here we go. What was your rating? <laughs> that was weird. I don't know what was going yeah. on there. <laughs> Come on down. I'm getting the, the carnival announcer lead in for this one. Here I mean, I'm down. Oh, it's Morgan Thrapp. Um, yeah, I mean, I will agree with you that this is probably the best part two of a two-parter we've had, um, but mostly because it didn't feel like part two of a two-parter. Like, there was almost no continuation from part one, except for the weird Mitch storyline that kind of went nowhere and did nothing. Um, And the show was much better anytime he was not on screen. Um, And, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It was fine. It was perfectly average. It was kind of forgettable. Um, I guess I will go with with a four on it. Um, it, you know, it was, it was inoffensive, but kind of boring. Um, I, I liked the weird decompression chamber. Um. You liked that? I mean, cause it was weird. Like, at least it was something. Okay. Um, and, uh, I'm going to say that a five, um, let's see, what is a five? A five is... A five is the experience of um, having someone feed you soup, but the only reason they're feeding you soup is because you had to have weird, sketchy boat surgery. Um, <laughs> and you'll probably be fine, because let's be honest, your weird, sketchy boat surgeon is David Hasselhoff, and I'm pretty sure he'll be okay at doing weird, sketchy boat surgery. Um, but, you know, it's still kind of weird and sketchy, but hey, you got soup, so that's not nothing. Um, so Morgan, and yeah, that's a that's a five. Morgan, if you could make the perfect soup, what would it be? <laughs> oh man, it. The problem is the answer depends on. Oh, so like, it's not a pre-existing capitalist soup. <laughs> Fine. Let's well, say it's a summer soup. Ooh, a summer soup. Um. Oh man, I think. Um, the two that come to mind immediately, I do love a pho. I just, pho, pho is always going to be top tier soup for me. Sure. Um, but if we're going, if we're going summer, um, I feel like I want, you know, I'm not a huge gazpacho fan, honestly. Like, mm. I like my soup to be hot. Um, but if I'm going summer, um, hmm. I feel like I don't eat that much summer soup, to be honest. That's fair. Um, I, I but have I did, an idea of a good one, but yeah. I did the other day um, make a whole bunch of dashi broth so that I could make miso soup. Mm. And then I filled a thermos up with miso soup and just sipped on it all day. And I don't know if that's summer, but it was very good. Helen, what about you? Summer, summer, summer soup. <laughs> uh, you know, I like a good uh, a corn chowder uh, Excellent. in the summertime, but not too heavy. Um, 
I mean, that's based. I was gonna say clam chowder. I think we're in the same mindset. Chowder seems very good for summer. Yeah. Chowder. Chowder. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Um, <laughs> that was my my inner New England that doesn't exist at all coming out. Um, <laughs> let's talk about our next episode, which is sure. called Submersion. Uh, the Baywatch wiki description is when Mitch spots two young brothers caught in a rip current, he must make a gut-wrenching decision to help one and not the other. Nearly oh, no. found, the boy clings to life in a coma, and Mitch must deal with the anguished parents and his own deep feelings of guilt. Wow. Wow. Uh, the IMDb description is... Okay, this is... This is the guy who always does, like, weirdly grammatically incorrect sentences um so i'm gonna try to read this faithfully okay roger clark's kansas family visits the ocean for he first time as son bobby's 10th birthday wish mitch tries to coach him and his big brother chuck at beach frisbee but while ease distracted they wade too far after a lost frisbee Mitch can only safely rescue Chuck properly. Meanwhile, sorry. Me, they, this, meanwhile, Bobby, sorry. Meanwhile, Bobby has skunk. <laughs> it has sunk, but ha skunk. By the time he's rescued two, water in his lungs. What? <laughs> This is so dumb. Why am I laughing? Water in his lungs is life-threatening. <laughs> well, Bobby is in a coma and his mother... What the fuck does this mean? Okay, okay, sorry. This is such a wild sentence here. While Bobby is in, his, in a coma and his mother bitches at Chuck's savior. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Lifeguard Captain Russell fuck? debriefs the team. Wow. Disarming Hobie. Disarming Hobie comforts Mitch and the family until Bobby awakes. What? Bitches at Chuck's savior. Okay. I I assume they mean Mitch and not Jesus. Uh, (laughs) uh, But it's your own personal Hasselhoff. Wow. You know who's my own personal Hasselhoff? Is it Helen? It is Helen Herb's Lestar. <laughs> Helen, my own personal Jesus. Someone to hear my prayers. Someone who cares. And we also care about you. And we're so thankful that you came back. Oh, you. I don't know if I can endorse everything Michael just said, but I was very glad to have you Whoa. back on the podcast. That is insulting <laughs> to Helen. <laughs> Fuck. No, this is all a delight. I really thought you were going to say your personal David Hasselhoff was David Hasselhoff. So this is a nice <laughs> surprise. I mean, kind of. You're, he's my personal David Hasselhoff. You're my personal Jesus. Oh, 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 oh. Um, but <laughs> Helen, please, I, I hope you'll come back. Um, mm-hmm. uh, maybe for a Hulk Hogan related reason, or maybe for a David <laughs> Hasselhoff related reason. Who knows? Perhaps. Um, yeah. Tell everyone where they can find you. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, you can find me on the World Wide Web on my podcast. 
<laughs> my podcast falling in love montage available on all your podcatchers of choice if you like hearing about chick flicks or you know listening to sisters will they won't they they won't oh, no. um, <laughs> don't don't ruin it with that they won't <laughs> wink um <laughs> You can find us on so that sorry. very same World Wide Web at www.fallinginlovemontage.com. And I think y'all always plug Twitter, too, so I exist there at, at, at Helen Herbst, L-H-E-L-E-N-H-E-R-B-S-T-L. You know what you should do? What should, should I do? get an, an alias to your website. An alias URL of willthereawonthey.com. Oh, God. I'm already upset at what I've done. You brought this upon yourself. I did. If your sister listens to this, your sister will also have to listen to you saying, maybe I will make out with my sister. Uh (laughs) So, congratulations. I blame Yasmin Blaze. Great podcast, though. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I didn't mean it to come off like, like it's like, well, they don't make out, but it is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean it like that, you know. Good podcast, regardless of the making out. Of it. <laughs> um, normally, I'd start the outro, but I'm just curious to see how much further you could dig the hole, Michael. <laughs> I'm actually am digging it farther. I'm now thinking about they should totally. Someone should have a podcast where, like, that is their, like, ad line where it's, like, Max Fun, you know, it's, like, here's a new Max Fun podcast. Hey, here's two sisters who don't make out. What will they talk about? (laughs) Other things? (laughs) (laughs) And then you get into the podcast, it's just, like, yeah, we're uh, definitely sisters, right? Yeah. And then that's just it. That's just it. (laughs) It's the least sapphic incest podcast you could think of. That's it's it's called sapphic incest. <laughs> oh, sapphic cest. That's that's the podcast. Oh. I don't like that. It sucks. <laughs> it's called Phone. No, you're right. Podcast. That that was the problem. Oh, goodness I had gracious. With the podcast idea <laughs> was the name, not the core yes. concept. <laughs> yes. Or, or it could be called Baywatch Rookie School, a podcast for two men, and in fact. A podcast that loves you so much that Morgan mm-hmm. has some things to say about how much we love you. I sure do. This is a podcast where we thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Baywatch Rookie School. If you want to find us on Twitter, our show handle is at Rookie School Pod. I'm at Morgan P. Thrap. I'm at Snotsnit, S-N-O-T-S-N-I-T. We'll see you next week. And just remember, we're right here capturing the motion right now the skies are blue i'm breaking through (laughs) out here also remember please make a podcast about called sapphicest i'm giving you a great idea here like this is a money maker for like one episode just like do two episodes of this podcast you can do like one episode you'll have on like griffin mcelroy he'll make it interesting he'll just ask yeah. you questions right and griffin mcelroy will be like so wait your sisters and you'll be like yeah and he'll be like and you don't make out yeah and he goes i have no further questions <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> then the podcast ends. That's it. It's beautiful. You want that, Beef Boys? We can make it happen. I don't think we can. Uh, give us probably money. not. Good night. Good night. <laughs>